You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the podcast focusing on dating differences on the East and West Coast. This season focusing on LA and Philadelphia with a little bit of New York starting to get more sprinkled in there. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipey Swipe West. So uh, last week we talked about ghosting and flaking, had some stories sprinkled in there, and I got roasted a little bit at the end for how I used apps while I travel, which apparently makes me the worst ghoster slash flaker of them all. So Sorry to everyone out there. I know I start off each week with any life updates, but I I don't really have too many this week, actually. I took it easy this past weekend, had some R&R, but I will say it was very nice because we had a surprise party for one of my friend's birthdays, and it was the first event that I went to where everyone there was vaccinated. So we all, you know, were able to semi-relax because we all felt a little bit weird not having our masks on. I think some of us were like clutching our masks like pretty close to each other, but you know, we could enjoy ourselves you know, with no masks on. You know, we were still outside and pretty COVID safe, um, but that was really nice and, and strange. And I think, you know, the first sign that things are knock on wood starting to get back to normalcy as, as best they can. So that was my big life update. Nothing else really going on outside of that as far as dating goes. I do have, I guess, an update from the Philadelphia side. So one of my friends had a birthday party also actually on the same day which I thought about going to. I actually looked into flights because he's one of my best friends, um, but just couldn't swing it. I'm going back to Philly in a couple months um, anyway and, you know, figured I'll just see people when I'm there. And I thought for sure, for sure, thought that there would be drama. I was bracing myself for the drama. I was prepping for it. I don't watch Bravo, but I, you know, was ready for some Bravo-esque type of shenanigans to go down because his birthday, he invited like 30 people on his Facebook event. He did a Facebook event because he's old, (laughs) sorry, older, older millennial, still uses, you know, the Facebook events to invite people. And like when you have that many people getting together in general, let alone for a first big event post pandemic, because I'm pretty sure most, if not all of the people there were also vaccinated, same type of deal. There's going to be drama, especially with alcohol being involved. My friends were all going and invited. I know some of them have like history in some capacity, whether it's intense or not with some of his friends. Like we were all talking about it. I was like counting down the days, counting down the minutes for like some stories. Stories. I was checking the social media apps like for things to be going down and nothing happened. Not one thing happened. I was shocked. I was, you know, proud of them that I guess we're all becoming adults now. Or maybe I'm just the problem because there's always drama when I'm back in town. But nothing happened. It was a pleasant birthday surprise or not surprise. He had a pleasant birthday party and everyone behaved and everyone got along. And I was very surprised. But you know what? Good. Good on them. I have nothing to talk about on that front. So maybe it was intentional. So they didn't want me to say anything. But another segue, I'm getting really good at that. At least I think so. Um, Social media, uh, that is the topic that we're talking about this week. 
So social media has turned into a huge part of everyone's lives over the years. I mean, Facebook came out, I think at this point, almost 20 years ago or so. And since then, you know, it's, it's evolved in so many different ways. There's so many other platforms. As a millennial, it's definitely become a core part of our lives. Gen Z basically grew up with social media as central to their life. Um, everyone's using it differently. Before I say anything else, for legal reasons, I will say that the way that we're talking about social media in this episode is social media and dating and personal use. Anything I say, my views are my own. It's only in the context of dating. It has nothing to do with professional usage or in any other context than personal usage and dating. Again, my own opinion. I will leave it at that for legal reasons. <laughs> anyway, moving on. It definitely, stemming off of that, has a huge impact not only in personal lives but also in dating culture and how people you know I just said I was checking on my friends snapchat stories or sorry instagram stories when I wasn't hearing from them like what's going on how is the party going like who's there like <laughs> what's the drama um just to see like what's happening and it can you know it's maybe it's a little creepy of me I don't know um, or, you know, also could be normalized based on how people are using it these days. And in terms of dating, people are also using social media to see if they're, you know, if they like someone, like if they're out with someone else, if maybe they're a little insecure, um, they're checking out Instagram profiles to see what they're all about, um, show photos to other people, get details. Um, and they're also using different platforms in different ways. So the way someone might use Snapchat, where photos are, messages are deleting really quick might be different in how they're corresponding with someone on Instagram or even Facebook, um, as I was poking fun before with someone else. So that's definitely something we're going to address today is how it's used in dating, how the different platforms are being used, and of course, how social media and their usage in dating is used differently on the East and West Coast, because I definitely have noticed a difference in the usage in LA compared to Philly. And I've even noticed a shift in myself and how I use my own personal social media since I've moved to LA. And I will be the first to admit that I definitely treat it differently. I um, ask for people's Instagrams more <laughs> since I use, um, since I've moved here over phone numbers. I post things differently. I definitely care a little bit more about it than I used to. So um, definitely all topics we'll cover today. So I'm definitely excited to talk about it with my guests. And this week, I have my good friend, Lindsay Wiener, with me. Hey, Lindsay. Hey. <laughs> so how are you, Lindsay? I am doing great. Just got back from happy hour, feeling good. I know. You were at a pretty uh, fancy place in Philadelphia, weren't you, today? I was. I was at Jean-Georges uh, in the Four Seasons. It was really good. I haven't been there in a really long time. So um, no, it was a lot of fun. Great food, great drinks good time yeah what did you say that their new happy hour is called that i need to go to when i'm visiting <laughs> so it's called glamour hour and usually they do it monday through wednesday but it's either like a wine flight or it's a margarita and then with that they give you a very specific dish to go with it so i did a wine flight and then um this like smoked salmon and sticky rice sushi it was incredible so oh my god it was really good i definitely definitely recommend 
So this also was not sponsored by John George, but I will take any sponsorships <laughs> I can get. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, Glamour Hour sounds fancy AF. It is. So they give you like a little. Uh, they give you like a little package for your mask when you come in, and you know. It's like a whole, it's a whole thing set up there for COVID. So it's pretty cool. Do they still have like all those purple flower arrangements and like the cool elevator ride up to the top? They have the cool elevator ride. They have slowed it down. I think uh, some people are getting a little nauseous going up to the top oh so God. quickly and coming back down so fast. Um, but yeah, no, the flower arrangements were actually yellow this time. They think they changed them uh, every month or so, but no, it's really beautiful up there. Uh, you can't beat the view. Definitely the best view in the city. So still Instagrammable. Oh, absolutely. I actually took a picture for girls for Instagram as I was leaving. So doing it for the gram all the way. Always for the gram, which is a perfect segue into our topic this week on social media and dating. So I definitely wanted to address this topic because social media has been around for a while now since I was in like middle school. But I feel, I mean, obviously, social media has continued to boom over time. I think it's just going to continue to grow. But with that, it's obviously had a huge impact in our lives, in per- personal lives and professional lives. But I think with dating, especially, it plays a huge role for better or for worse. Um, And I think there could be some differences in LA and Philly. So I know you're based in Philly. You did live in LA for a little bit, but I wanted just to open the floor and see like, what are your thoughts on social media and dating? Like, what do you think? Open the door off the bat, unhinged. (laughs) So, so I think that social media has actually played a really big role in dating. Um, Not so much for the apps, but Instagram, Snapchat, all of that. Instagram, it's Instagram such a funny thing. I mean, I know for mine personally, mine's private. I just have my close friends follow me. You don't really get to know who I am through my Instagram. I just post pictures that I like. You know, if I think I look good in a picture, I'll post it. A friend's birthday, my birthday, whatever. But I think a lot of people use it thinking that it's kind of like the window to someone's soul almost. I know a lot of people that will go on somebody's Instagram, particularly if they're dating them or if they're interested in them, and they'll really comb through it uh, to see if they can get a feel for who that person is and will make a lot of judgments off of who they are based on their Instagram. I don't subscribe to that kind of to that kind of dating. But I know a lot of people that do. I definitely have become more aware, though, of making sure I at least comb through somebody's Instagram to make sure there aren't any major red flags. Uh, Because I've definitely gotten burned by that in the past by not looking at somebody's Instagram. I just don't use it to get the full picture. So can you describe what a red flag would be for me? So there was one guy in particular that I'm thinking of, uh, not to name any names, but we were talking (laughs) and and I wasn't so sure, you know, where this was going. I didn't really feel like I was vibing with him too much, but, you know, I was seeing where it was going and I had heard some rumors about a particular hobby that he had that might have been more than (laughs) a hobby. And you were actually the one who was like, haven't you looked at his Instagram? And I was like, no. I was like, I'm just going to see where this goes. Like, I'm okay with it. 
And then you said, Lindsay, like, you've got to look at this. And it was a public Instagram and I saw my legs crossed and I never talked to him again. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, if only I knew this weeks ago when we started talking, it could have saved me such a headache. <laughs> and it's so funny because I just, I didn't want to judge somebody based off their social media. But in that particular instance, it was such a glaring, I would never date this person type of a thing, where I'm, I'm glad that I did take a look. <laughs> it was jarring, to say the least. <laughs> can I share what the hobby was? You can. <laughs> so he was, he was a, uh, trying to become a rapper, and it just was did not work it just the raps were terrible the stage it was very uncomfortable the the uh the lyrics were bad the stage presence was awful it just oh my well that's what i'm saying my legs literally crossed i mean yeah <laughs> i know no it was dap all away it was the sahara desert <laughs> but yeah oh my no, God. But that, <laughs> yeah but in this instance i'm glad that i did look because you know i mean it definitely was something where I would not have wanted to be on a date with this guy and find this out. And I have to either monitor my reaction or somehow like make up some excuse why I don't want to see him again, because like that was a huge deal breaker for me. I, I love music, but this was uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> I felt the same. That's why I had to warn you. I was just trying to be and a good I'm friend. I'm <laughs> so glad you did. I am so glad you did. No, but I mean, I, I social media, it's it's weird. I mean, not just Instagram. I mean, you know, Snapchat is has also played a huge role. I was hooking up with a guy for a while. We stopped seeing each other, but then he went away on vacation with his new girlfriend. And so the new girlfriend wouldn't see, he starts messaging me through Snapchat just so that it would disappear. And it's just little things like that, you know, people being shady on social media. You know, it's not just people sliding into people's DMs. People use Snapchat and, you know, all that kind of stuff so that they can text on the side. It wasn't just him. I had another guy who was texting me through Snapchat so people wouldn't see because, you know, we were having some kind of a fling and, it wasn't anything serious and nobody was getting hurt or anything, but you know, we wanted to keep it under wraps and that's how we communicated. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, there's so many different platforms for people to communicate on. And I think that that's really changed the landscape because it also shows how serious somebody is about you too. If they're only texting you through Snapchat, if they're only DMing you um, and they're not actually talking to you, through text, it sometimes really does change. It shows either how the other person feels about you or where they see it going or how much respect they have for you in general. Yeah, I've definitely had that happen to me on Snapchat before. And I ended up like blocking the person just because I was like over it. <laughs> just didn't want to deal with it. But yeah, I always think of this quote from uh, one of my favorite movies, he's just not that into you. And Drew Barrymore gives the quote, and this is not it directly, but she says something or, along the lines of like some guy was calling her and he like texted her. So she called him back and left a voicemail. And then he MySpaced her. So she emailed him and she was like, I'm so exhausted from all these forms of communication. And I feel like it's social media is 
kind of like that. Um, because to your point, like sometimes I'll like meet people and they're like adding me on Instagram and then like I'm adding them on Snapchat. Then they're requesting me on Facebook and I'm like, how do I communicate with you? Like, can't we just text? Like, that's my preferred method. So yeah. And even sometimes, like especially out here in LA, I've definitely noticed that there's a preference for Instagram DM. So that was like a huge shift for me moving from Philly to LA was, you know, there were some guys that did this in Philly, but it was definitely a minority. But a lot of times they just want your Instagram. They don't want your phone number. And I think part of that sometimes, depending on the guy, is they want their follower count to increase. But I think other times I kind of take it as almost like a blow off a little bit. And like, I'm kind of interested in you, but not enough. And I kind of want to lurk and see what you're about before I graduate up to a phone number level is like how I take that when I get that off the bat. So do you like, what do you think about things like like that? Because even sometimes I'll give guys my number here and then they ask for my Instagram after and only talk to me there. And I'm like, I don't like, I don't understand this preference for, for Instagram aside from what my one guy friend told me is the read receipts, which I also hate, but I want to hear what you have to think. So I have, I'm sure you know this story inside out. There was a guy who was interested in asking me out. Um, he started following me on Instagram. And then eventually he DM'd me and we were talking. Um, we were supposed to go out. He wound up pushing off the time that we were supposed to go out. Like over a week. And this is all through DM. And we have mutual friends. And he was the one who was asking about me wanting to go out with me. I thought it was a little weird that we had just been doing this through DM, um, especially given the fact that this wasn't so just some random thing. But I kind of let it slide. But time went on and I never heard from him until like over a week. It was like 10 days later or something like that. I finally get this like other DM about how, you know, it's not going to work out right now, blah, 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 blah. You know, it was weird, but it, the fact that it stayed on DM and then I kind of got like minorly ghosted and then some like ridiculous response later on about, you know, why it wasn't going to work out. It kind of showed me, not kind of, it definitely showed me the level of seriousness he had from the start like I got this vibe off the bat but I let it go and you know later on I realized that that vibe kind of checked out when I looked at him and he never once asked for my number yeah I don't yeah I don't know like I agree I mean I know I do know that situation and that was bullshit but you know I <laughs> feel that I, I'm trying to say that strongly not naming any names but yes. <laughs> this might have been referenced in another episode <laughs> um yeah but I yeah I don't know like I just it's just it's just weird like yeah I agree like I feel like it's just kind of like I don't know why a phone number just feels so more so much more personal um to, at least to me than like an Instagram even if like with a private Instagram like I just feel like you're connected to so many more people and again like here in LA like there's kind of just like this goal, depending on the person to like get more followers and have more connections um, and networking. So it, like people don't care as much if you're giving out 
and Instagram. And when I've like met people, they're like, well, I don't want to ask for your phone number because it it's like too aggressive if I do that, which was like so weird for me to hear that. And I, I don't know, maybe they were just making it up, but <laughs> that's what I was told. So like, do you think, like, I know you've lived in both places, but do you think like that's as much of a thing in Philly like, based on your experience? But I actually don't. So interestingly, so I was living in LA, Orange County, but uh, very close to LA really when the Instagram boom started. Uh, so that was never really a thing in my dating life there, but I definitely saw people becoming pretty hyper obsessed with Instagram more so than on the East Coast while I was there. And, you know, I was around a lot of people who were either trying to break into the film industry or music or whatever. And they definitely were more focused on getting a following or you know, who they're following and who's following them. And I think that really does translate into dating over there now. Here, I don't really see it as much. I mean, I definitely see the people who are always checking how many followers they have, but I definitely don't see it. I think on the East Coast, it's a little more surprising to just see somebody either DMing you and not asking for your number and making it so impersonal. I think the impersonal thing happens way more on the West Coast than it does on the East Coast. Um, I think it's just a personality difference between the two. They're two very different places. Um, You don't realize it until you're in it. But I definitely feel that East Coast, the one thing I like about it, there's more of a warmth, more of like a desire for that personal connection. And I think LA is a very transient place. And a lot of those relationships are more fleeting um, than on the East Coast. That's not exclusively for both, but it's overwhelmingly. I think it's, that's the overwhelming difference between the two. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I will say like one a uh, similarity I have seen from when I was, you know, more bicoastal, you know, before pandemic life was starting to see more Instagrams listed in dating apps. Again, I think here sometimes I, I would see some profiles being like, I'm never on here. Get at me on Instagram. And I'm like, well, that's clearly a lie because you matched with me. So you're active enough. You know, it would be like when they've matched that I would like notice it. So in those cases, it was clearly for, in my opinion, a follower account or an ego boost to get like DMs from girls or things like that, which I just like never messaged or added those people because I, I felt it was a waste of my time. Um, but other times like this, I did notice in both cities was they would have, and I know that this has been for, through talking through my uh, guy friends and they see this on female or woman uh, profiles as well. Instagram's I think you mentioned earlier just to kind of like check people out more so. So I know, uh, you know, you can go scope them out. Like what's their profile like? What are they posting? Things like that. I always like thought it was weird where, you know, obviously I would creep every once in a while and some of them are public. But what I thought was weird is some would have private profiles and list their Instagram and I would go to it and I'm like, well, I'm not requesting you because I think that's creepy. So I decided to test it on my own. And so I added my Instagram and my profile and I was private for a while. And I would have guys like guys I didn't even match with that. I guess they would come across my profile like requesting me. And I was like, 
okay, I'll guess I'll like accept them because it's clearly from a dating app. And they had no shame. They would like be messaging me, like watching my stories. Eventually after a while, like a lot of them would like just unfollow me because I never followed them back because I was like, I know you're just here to check me out, you know, like see what I'm about. And I, you know, I, I'm like not great with dating apps, as I've said before. I just thought that was so like strange. I don't know. It was just interesting to see. Um, and then I had it on there. I went public too to see, and a lot of guys never messaged me. So I guess I just didn't have the vibe they wanted. But yeah, I, I don't know. I always thought that that was just like kind of weird when people would do that. But And it also makes you so much more hyper-focused on what your Instagram profile looks like. I mean, even when new people follow me now, especially if it's a guy, like, or if it's a guy that I'm interested in, sometimes, you know, you'll do that thing where you go to your profile and look at it, you think like, what would somebody who doesn't really know me look at my profile and think and you know, like, is this picture good? Is this picture not? But yeah, I think when Instagram is being used to like, judge people, or you know, if it's basically to check you out, I feel like it makes you much more aware of what you're posting and like much more judgmental of what's on your page. Yeah, I I could see that for, you know, some people. I just like, because I was testing it out, I was like, eh, I'm not changing anything for this. (laughs) But it's just hard because you have to remember at the end of the day, like, I mean, the most recent thing, the Khloe Kardashian scandal, you know, um, if no one has heard, there was a uh, photograph of her in a bikini that she did not approve, unedited, (laughs) that was floated around. Um, But you just have to remember, like, a lot of these profiles are like, to your point, like especially curated, like looked a certain way, like with filters, you know, certain photos at certain events are chosen. So it's just, I, it's, I feel like, you know, unless it's a glaring red flag, like your situation, it's kind of hard to really gauge a person. And I think it's, it's especially hard out here um, in LA because people, like what you were saying, people, I feel like take it so seriously, like Instagram specifically, like do you post too often? How many posts do you have? Like, are you posting on your story too often versus your feed? Like, am I being annoying? Am I not being present enough? And like, like I never used to care about that kind of stuff, but it's definitely things that have crossed my mind like more than usual. And I've definitely, and I've even seen guys like post, like I'm trying to archive to get down to under this many posts and under this many following. And I'm like, who cares? Like, it's just great. I don't know. That's just, I mean, Again, I'm not from here and I'm not in uh, like the entertainment industry, but it's just, it's very, very different. I can see, like, I've definitely gotten paranoid with dating, like with guys I've met and then they like unfollow me and I'm like, am I like being annoying? Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. So it was not anything I really experienced in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, no, in Philly, I mean, because I actually have never, interestingly enough, never been on a dating app. Um, That's just not how I've ever dated. And I know I am very unusual for my generation. I think I'm the only person that I know out of all my friends that's never done a dating app. But I but getting back to the, you know, having guys wanting your Instagram over numbers, I've noticed on the East Coast, whenever I've met a guy who I'm interested in, because I've heard of people being asked for their Instagram over their number. I've never experienced that in Philly. I've only straight been asked for my number. And then after I'm asked for my number, sometimes they'll either find me on Instagram and follow me. Or they'll ask me for it afterwards, but it's never been Instagram over a number on the East Coast, at least in my experience. 
Yeah, I have like a couple guy friends that will ask for the Instagram, but they're more so I think like lurkers and then it gives them an excuse to be like, what are they doing? Now I can just reply to a story and meet up. I don't I don't have to put in as much effort. Um that's what I've heard from my Philadelphia male friends. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a different way to track people. The worst is when I discovered on Snapchat that there's those snap maps and you can see people. I accident it was a total accident. I clicked on somebody's thing once I meant to I was seeing someone and I meant to message them and I clicked on their icon and I the snap map came up. And the fact that I knew deep down that I could know where he was to deceive like if I wanted to hook up with him to see if it was like worth it to text him if he was like in town or not. I actually did that a couple of <laughs> times. I saw that he was out of town. And I was like, all right, I'm not like texting you or like wasting that text conversation if you're not here. But like, because it wasn't anything serious, but like it's the fact that there's so many different ways to track people. And it's like a different, I mean, you know, it's a different, it's not being a stalker because it's there. I try to stay away from it, but you get sucked in sometimes. And it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to know that if you want to know certain things, you can find them out in two seconds. And it's just whether or not you actually want to do that or not, or, you know, use self-control or, you know, it teaches you a lot about yourself and like how nosy you are about certain things too. Uh, yeah. And even like, um, in last week's episode, we were talking about ghosting and flaking. It's like, sometimes like maybe you like flake on someone or ghost someone or whatever. And if you still have them on your social media, say you like flaked on someone, you're like, Oh, I'm sick. And then you're like out with your friends and you are posting on your story and that you forgot to like exclude them just from seeing your story. Like, they will find out, you know, from things like that. It happened to me before. <laughs> and I felt so bad, but I was like, oh, I guess there's nothing I can really do about it now. <laughs> you just have to kind of lean into oh, it. Yeah. And be like, That's all. <laughs> well, one time I was supposed to hang out with a guy uh, in Philly and he just like never reached out to me. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, if he's not going to follow up with me, I'm not going to follow up with him because like I don't care enough. And then my guy friend that I'm close with like posted and like tagged him in the post that they were out together. And I was like, okay, well, clearly you like had other plans. And then I like DM'd him and was like, uh, okay, like not the guy, but like my guy friend and was like, okay, whatever. Uh, I was like around the corner. And then he's like, oh, like, yeah, my friend says you should come meet up. And I'm like, what an idiot. Like, <laughs> it was That's just like... Special. Yeah, I like I obviously I was like, do I go? And I was like, you know what? I've had a few Long Island iced teas. I'm going to go. And I went and you better believe that I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> so Good for you. yeah, I was. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just like it's crazy for that. And it's just also so interesting how each one is used and how it's evolved over time. You know, like like I remember back in college when like Facebook was the main, you know, social of choice um, for a lot of people. That was like the big thing to do, at least for for me at my school was like, ooh, like I'm going to add him on Facebook and that's going to show that 
I'm interested. And then, you know, they'd be like, ooh, she added me on Facebook. And that was like my in, like my way of flirting. And now it's kind of like people like don't really do that as much anymore. Like maybe the guys I talk to in like <laughs> their 30s <laughs> still add me on Facebook. But uh, now it's more so like Instagram and getting Instagrams and DMing and sliding into DMs there or um, Snapchat. I mean, I feel like Snapchat's much bigger with like Gen Z. Um, like I don't, you know, um, I personally don't use it as much with people for dating stuff at least, but you know, it's, it's at least when people are messaging me, it's probably people with their girlfriends and now with my experience. So like, and again, it's really used for like things on the slide or uh, the side or like sexy photos. I know people have slid into DMS on like TikTok, which is kind of weird. Again, I think that's a Gen Z thing. And then I know for like Clubhouse, I think I mentioned this uh, in our dating app episode, like that's technically a social media app, but our friend's sister, she is like always in these rooms called like shoot your shot that are like speed dating. And people are like speed dating with just like a photo and voice from like around the world and then like sliding into Instagram DMs through that. It's like crazy, like how much it's evolved, you know? That actually sounds really fun. I wouldn't mind like getting drunk on a Saturday night and doing that. <laughs> I'm like too shy and like I, I've like I've listened to them. And then we were in like another room. It was like a dive bar room and they pulled me up on the stage and I like panicked and immediately left. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I mean, it's, I kind of miss the days where Facebook was like the big thing because I feel like especially now that Instagram's taken off and, you know, and I, I feel like since the time that we were in college and it, and social media was really just starting to take off in the way that it is now. It's devolved into this very messy, judgy world that I mean, I try to stay as I try not to get sucked into it. But I know a lot of people who get like massive amounts of anxiety over, you know, social media and dating and how the two have become so connected. I mean, you know, the ch constantly checking if someone has viewed your stories or checking if somebody has liked your picture or if they've commented on your picture or what they're posting or who they're posting with or with. I mean, there it's, it, it, it adds another very complicated layer, especially if you're not in, on solid ground with whoever you're dating or, you know, if somebody's very new in your life, there are just so many ways to check up on people. And I think it's, it's good in certain ways. Like, I found out a guy that was trying to, I had hooked up with a guy and he was trying to see me again. I wasn't interested, found out through his Instagram story that he actually has a girlfriend and, you know, and did not bother to tell me about that. So, you know, in that way, it was good that like I checked in to see what he was doing one night and turns out he was like on a date with his girl. So, but, you know, it's just I think it really keeps people on their toes, but not necessarily always, not necessarily in a good way. I think sometimes it can really drive people nuts. It can, you know, you wind up posting just so that somebody sees it. And instead of you being in the moment and having fun with your friends and having things be more organic, it's almost a vie for attention. And I think that it can really, it can it can be a bad thing a lot of the time. It can sometimes be a good thing, but I think a lot of times it can really wind up causing you a lot more mental anguish than it's worth. 
So you're not a fan of thirst traps? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I appreciate them. I just have never done them. But Shot Girl Summer is around the corner. And you better believe I'll be having some really good thirst traps on there. No, I appreciate a good thirst trap. It's just, it is the, um, it depends on how much you're doing it and how much emotional weight you're putting on it. If you can do it and be more detached from it and, you know, and just have fun with it, if you, it's more also how secure you are with yourself. I think if you have certain insecurities, social media will definitely exacerbate them and magnify them. So I think social media, the way you handle your social media is also a test of how good you are with you and how if you have two feet planted on the ground or, you know, if you have your own stuff that you need to work through, it can, in a weird way, it can bring those issues to the surface, I think. Yeah. um, No, I think that all makes sense because, I mean, I, I've definitely changed a lot on my social media usage since I moved here like I definitely like never used to do the thirst trap thing or the selfie thing but it's 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 hard to not get caught up in it in LA when that it's such a huge part of the culture and I think like kind of to your point like sometimes it can feel a little bit like empowering and confidence boosting you can be like you know what like I look good like I'm gonna take a photo because I look really good but sometimes it can just totally like consume certain people. And then when they're seeing like other like edited photos and contoured photos and everything like that, it can just take up, you know, a lot of mental stuff or you're, you know, if people get overly consumed, like to your point, like it can just, you know, you could be doing an activity and like all you're doing is trying to get the right shot for your social. And sometimes it's for a guy for whatever reason. But yeah, like even like poking around, like and trying to see like who are they following and like what girls are commenting on their photos and how they're responding. And it can it can be a slippery slope uh, for sure. But we're waxed and vaxxed and ready to go. Summer 2021. Waxed and vaxxed <laughs> all the way. I cannot wait for that. But back to uh, social media and red flags. I or waxing and vaxing ash actually and thirst traps a guy that I had been seeing I love a good tattoo I've dated guys with tattoos I'm into them I actually want a couple um but there was this one guy that I knew I had seen some shirtless pictures of him on his social media from like a while back because of course I did a deep dive this is a while back when I was like still doing my deep dives into people and uh, I saw he had some really awful tattoos and I just mean like I was like oh shit like this is not gonna be fun like when we hook up and it was weird that I we had never spoken about it but like when he got undressed I already knew what I was getting myself into with that and it was a weird feeling to have to like know what was going to happen before it happened even though like I didn't know this guy that well and it was like it was a weird insight into it it was like weird to know so much about a person before I actually really got to know that person particularly without their clothes on it's just like yeah it's just crazy too because like I have even like friends that I only have friends with like through social media and you can like get people like it's like virtual friendships are born yeah there's like some guys that I've talked to and I like will probably never meet them 
or I've only met them like one time and it's just like am I social media dating you like is that this is it also takes a friend flirting to a whole new level yes yes I love a good friend flirt it's like you know you have like a coworker or somebody that you met you actually really like them but you know, you know that you just aren't hanging out outside of work. And if they like your picture or they comment on like, yeah, like, yes, girl, or like, you look amazing or something like it kind of makes your day in a very weird way. I know. I know. It helps you stay connected too, without like physically having to be connected. That's what I always liked about it. Like, that's what drew me to it in the beginning is like, especially because like I, you know, I have friends like all over the world. And I can still stay in touch with them without like physically needing to like talk to them. They can see what I'm doing. They, you know, they can keep up with me. They can send me a quick message. And like, I'm still like maintaining a friendship without like actively maintaining a friendship. I know with dating, it's not that easy, but I feel like that's how like a lot of guys, I don't know, maybe that's why guys are asking for your social media. They can like stay up to date with what you're doing without actually having to put an effort to talk to you. It's true. Or if you blocked them, on other platforms like texting, Snapchat, any of that stuff, uh, they can find you. I had a guy that I was seeing a while back and I we got into a thing and I he blocked me, I blocked him. He's like the only person in my life that I've ever actually blocked. And he did not have an Instagram at the time. And he recently, it's been like two years, he used his professional Instagram to find me on Instagram and reach out and try to rekindle things recently, which also just feels very invasive. Um, Because this is a guy that I really wanted nothing to do with, you know, the way things ended kind of freaked me out a little bit. And I didn't really want him being able to like, reach out to me. And the fact that I I it was my fault for accepting the request I was half asleep and it was a I thought it was a friend of a friend and it turned out to be this other guy but it was it was kind of weird it was like it it felt very creepy almost that somebody is able to like hunt you down using social media even if you've made it very clear on all platforms that you do not want to have contact with this person. So you got to be careful in that sense too, especially in dating to make sure like if you don't feel safe with someone or if someone has like, you know, if you've had a bad past with someone that they can't find you because it's, you know, your life becomes so public and you're trackable, which is kind of a really weird thing. I mean, you know, all's well that ends well, it's fine. But it it really made me think twice about um, accepting requests from people for a little bit. It was it was a it was a weird experience. Speaking of coworkers, I think one huge social platform we're forgetting is LinkedIn. It's definitely that that actually has a role in dating heard about this that people have been asking people out through LinkedIn which is nuts to me like that's that just feels I mean you shoot your shot like you do you but that's pretty aggressive to be doing that through LinkedIn so I have so one of my friends she used to do recruiting and she would like I remember she would post like screenshots of guys like messaging her like asking her out she was like engaged slash married I was like no and then actually my old coworker at my old company he this was like less weird 
this is so funny because I used to give him so much shit for doing this. But he like met a girl, I think through a friend at like a happy hour in like old city back in Philly. And then something came up about like work. And so they like added each other on LinkedIn. And he messaged her and was like, hey, do you want to set up a business meeting in like Sea Isle at like 1am? Sea Isle is in like the Jersey Shore. And she was like, sure. So they met up in Sea Isle, I'm, I'm pretty sure, and hung out it off and now they're engaged to be married like what the what the hell linkedin gets you know proposals apparently not just business proposals and <laughs> marriage proposals was this business meeting at 1 a.m or he messaged her at 1 a.m because i was saying i've never heard of a 1 a.m business no. meeting <laughs> it was a, it was a 1 a.m quote business meeting i was gonna say was this a business meeting with or without clothes <laughs> i cannot answer that question <laughs> That story actually does shift my perception of uh, LinkedIn a little bit, though. Yes, but I will say his story was different because it was not just like rando messages, rando like, hey, I like your photo and like employment background. Let's like go to happy hour and for a date networking session. Like they actually had met in real life first and it was like kind of a joke and it was like his way of following up on the joke. So it was a little bit different than like just sliding into the LinkedIn in mail, but it still worked and now they're engaged. So congratulations, coworker, if you are listening to this and sorry for blowing up your spot. <laughs> That's a, I like that story, but no, I mean, I've heard of guys on LinkedIn just, you know, when you scroll through to see who you could possibly connect with, if they saw a hot girl, they would just add them and message them. Basically, like using LinkedIn, like Instagram or like anything else. It was, you know, it it's kind of funny, but I guess, you know, social media, social media. That has not happened to me. So I guess I, I, I my photo is from when I was 22 and my college graduation photo. So maybe I just need to update it. Haven't made the cut. Your future husband might be on LinkedIn. You never know. That's what I'm saying. It's all these business professionals in suits. Hello, I am single. I'm smart. Maybe, <laughs> <a new> route. <laughs> maybe I've been looking at all the wrong places. <laughs> just they need to I think like uh what's it called when you put like a secret message in something they should just write if they're single like one uh letter per line at the end of their like uh resume and LinkedIn it's not like subliminal messages but it's along the same lines as that yes just write uh put the first letter of the word single at the end of or the, each one letter from the word at the end of each sentence <laughs> Oh my god, coming up with new code. I know, just test just test it, see how it works. Report back, slide in my DM on Instagram. I'll accept those. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've I think we've talked out social media today. Social media is great. It is going in a great direction. I will say that. It's just interesting how it's being used in the terms of dating. That is what I will say. And it's definitely evolved over time from adding people on Facebook to just having so many different platforms across the different generations. Again, me and Lindsay, we're both millennials. So this is just our perspective. We're straight women. I would, you know, be interested to hear how it's, if this is how it's being used or in different ways it's being used for the LGBTQ plus community. I feel like men from who I've talked to use it in a similar way to us, at least again, my friends. But if you have a different perspective, I always love to hear it. So please 
slide into the DMs at Swipe East, Swipe West. I think there's definitely some similarities in Philly and LA. Lindsay, Lindsay's kind of nodding her head. Um, just as far as like Instagram, it seems like it's more of the platform of choice and just people, you know, using that a lot to message and kind of keep track of people. Um, how you can keep up and find things out about people, whether you want to or not. But definitely in LA, there's a much stronger focus on that platform. People would prefer that over your phone number. And LinkedIn, don't forget about LinkedIn, everyone. Apparently, that could be the next big thing. So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Lindsay, for joining us. Of course. Happy to be here. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Laura Williamson, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Ellie Bernstein, Maggie DeBaradine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at swipe, swipe West. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.